You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. All right, welcome to day three of Quantum Play. So today is all about personal power. Um, I just wanted to remind you, if you guys have questions, go ahead and put it in the chat box. Um, I am going to open it up at the very end of today just to answer any questions or work through any coaching that comes up um, from our call today. Today is... um, like I said, about personal power, and it really is building on our conversation that we've had up to this point. Because we've talked about the three fields, predictability, or the three planes, whatever you want to call it, and predictability, possibility, potentiality. We talked about the needs of the human, where sometimes we need predictability, <laughs> we want it. Um, and then in our business, we get to play with both. And I think that that's a really like the sweet spot for entrepreneurs, because sometimes we need to have the predictability, we need to soothe our nervous system, <laughs> We need to relax into knowing that things are going to be okay. And sometimes it's fun to play. And so today, the conversation about personal power, to me, really speaks to that that intersection of holding the vision and knowing that there's something that we want to create in the future and like trusting ourselves, creating patterns and predictability of like, I'm going to take action no matter what. That's, That's one of the things that we're going to talk about today, as well as the idea of here until it works. I just froze. Hopefully my internet's okay. Um, because to me, developing personal power doesn't always feel good. And that's, that's kind of the, I guess the paradox is we want to feel good when we take action. We want to believe. And there's going to be sometimes in our business when we're trying to create something where action doesn't necessarily feel good. Belief doesn't always feel good. Right. And so it's like, okay, if I don't feel good, am I able to summon my personal power and take action and move forward anyway? And I just wanted to quickly kind of break down the differences between circumstantial power, which we've talked about, and personal power. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to compare, even if we don't want to, we can compare our, our circumstances, our situation to other people and say it's easy for them to do that because of da 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 I did this a lot. Maybe you guys have done it too. Um, in the beginning of my business, when I would witness like, well, it's easy for them to running ads. Like, of course they have a bigger audience, right? Well, it's easy for them to market because they have a marketing team, right? Like things like that for me, it still shows up for me, but I think as you continue to take action and refine your relationship with yourself, we're going to talk about commitment being personal power today. Honoring your word to yourself is a part of personal power. The stronger that that relationship is, the more personal power you have, right? Some other things that are circumstantial power, and I'm not saying circumstantial is bad. This isn't about personal power. It has more morality than circumstantial power. That's not not what this is about at all. It is about honoring that sometimes you're going to have circumstantial power. That looks like having resources like money, followers. Um, Maybe you're connected to a network or... um, you have people that promote you or whatever, something outside of your control. Other things is like how you were raised, right? Maybe you were raised by entrepreneurs and you're like, I know this life. It's super easy for me. <laughs> um, maybe you have a, a huge amount of cash that you feel like you have that protection, whatever. Or maybe you don't, <laughs> right? The flip side. Um, maybe you have an education that feels like you know you can you can lean on that in the hard times. It doesn't really matter. Anything that exists outside of your your will, your agency, your sovereignty, your um, ability to act, everything outside of you is circumstantial. And it's not that we don't use them. We I appreciate all the circumstances. Like I appreciate my degree in psychology. I appreciate my my um, anything in your past is circumstantial as well. So I appreciate the experience I have. Right. I I appreciate that. 
but nothing can stop me from creating what I want because of my relationship to myself, because of personal power. And to me that my definition, I guess, of personal power is like taking something in my mind and making it real. And that can be in business, that can be um, in finances, relationships, fitness, whatever. And so sometimes we wake up to the fact that we haven't been honing and utilizing our personal power. And this is where people wake up from being the victim to being a creator, like a conscious creator. And I think that that is some, like a very brave move. A lot of people never want to do that work because actually personal power sometimes doesn't really feel good. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't feel good to do the things that you know you can do. Um, in fact, a lot, of, a lot of what we're going to talk about later today is um, we talked about Walt Disney early in this program. We're going to talk about him again because sometimes personal power means moving through really hard situations or doing things because you know it's going to work eventually but you have to experience failure and rejection along the way until you get to where you want to go. And so to me, personal power is you probably have, if you've been in my world a lot, you've heard me talk about this here until it works energy. And sometimes like that perseverance, that resilience, it, that doesn't necessarily feel good in our bodies. Like, <laughs> like when I think about perseverance, I, that doesn't necessarily feel super good in my body. And so part of our work is to activate and summon and generate the feelings that feel good about our business, like belief and allowing and trusting, and also knowing when to activate and summon the feelings like I'm going to, I'm going to be resilient here. I'm going to be here no matter what I'm going to do what it takes because, um, there's definitely a spectrum of like, I'm going to allow and feel good and like more of like the feminine energy, right? Like I'm going to do my journaling and I'm going to maybe listen to a course or I'm going to listen to a podcast. And that's that, that passive action sometimes. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is like hustle, hardcore, do, you know, burn out. And I want to encourage you to find the happy medium for you, where you kind of rotate through the more feminine energy, the more feminine action, which is like learning and receiving and, I'm spending time, you know, soothing yourself. And then also where I think personal power really takes a role is in the, the masculine initiating energy and action in, in your business. And so if you're here until it, until it works, part of personal power for me and, and what we're going to talk about today is leading yourself and what that means, self-leadership. Um, because I think it's easy to follow, like when I think about being a student, right? I, I didn't really need self-leadership when I was studying because the, the teacher was leading the class. They gave me homework. They told me what to learn. They told me what to do, how to study for the test, etc. When I like even internships, same thing, someone was leading me and in jobs, people lead us. We have a boss or we have, you know, a, a curriculum or a program to follow. We have expectations outlined for us. And then we enter into entrepreneurship and it's like, no rules. It's you. You're the boss and the employee. Right. And so the people who win are the ones who are able to cultivate and explore what self-leadership means to them and honor their commitment when no one's looking, honor their commitment and their word when no one would know if they didn't, right? And there's a really great book. It's called The Four Agreements. And um, be impeccable with your word is the first agreement. And so part of our work is to witness where we have not honored our own word and where we could maybe make it better without this, all of this work, as you guys know, and part of my philosophy isn't with self-judgment. It's 
compassion, it's honesty, it's truth-telling, it's really love, right? We're doing this out of love for ourselves. And so like the best example I can come with one time I was coaching uh, one of my clients on, on honoring your word. And she's like, and I was like, give me an example of like something that's coming up. And she's like, this is, isn't about business. It's about laundry. And I was like, give it to me. <laughs> she's like, I always say I'm going to do laundry. And then like, it just sits in my washing machine and I wash it like three times and then I feel really bad about it. So then I start over, you know, just, it was so funny. Cause like, I thought it was going to be a business and it was totally about life. And I, who can relate, right? Like little things like that around our house. Anyway, some of the things that to, to demonstrate this idea, I was like, what if you just never said you were going to do laundry instead of breaking your word with yourself, you just said, I'm not going to do laundry. I, I don't know when I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And what that does, it sounds like counterintuitive, but what it does is it gets you right with your word and it start, you start to monitor the things that you say. Because one of the things that I, I believe in is when you start to honor your word, your word becomes very powerful. You know, if you're always breaking your word, let's say you're trying to have a 10K month or something, you know, you're, you have this goal that you're working on. One of the desires that you've talked, we've talked about in this program, you've written, you've written it down, you've honored what you wanted. I want a 10K month. Okay. If you say the words, I'm going to create a 10K month, that only has weight if you have a history and a relationship with your word where you do what you say. And so this is where, for me, this has been my work for sure is being very cognizant and aware of the things that I say out loud and the things that I say to myself. Because if I, if I learn to use my word and honor my commitment and be my word, I can create things that are very powerful and very cool and like serve the world. But if I always break my word, it won't matter if I say I want to make this much money or if I want to do this thing, if I'm always breaking my word, because it doesn't hold weight, if that makes sense. And that applies everywhere in our life, right? laundry, um, working out, doing things with my kids. That was, that's in another place. Like I'm so, I grew up with a dad and maybe this is, um, relevant to you guys where he would say a lot of things, but like never follow through, like we're going to go to the park later. And then like, we wouldn't. <laughs> right. And so at a young age, I learned that I could say whatever I want and like, it doesn't really mean anything. And that kind of like got integrated into my psyche and how I see the world. And as an entrepreneur, I realized that does not work right? If I say I'm going to sign a client and I want my word to mean something, but then I also say, I'm going to, you know, post every day or have a podcast or whatever. And I break, keep breaking my word and other commitments. It shows up in lots of places, right? And so part of our, our work is to strengthen our relationship with ourselves enough that our words mean something to us first, right? So that when we say our word to someone else, it means something. And to me, this is like, if, if you've heard the, the buzzwords, like I am my commitment, that, that is who I am. And so part of our, our leadership, our self-leadership is acknowledging where with love and compassion, where our word hasn't meant something to us. Maybe it's like, this is the year I'm going to make hundred K, right? And it seems like that's something that's outside of us. It seems like, well, I can't really predict that because I don't know. Versus really having that internal locus of control where you're like, this is going to happen. I'm here until it works. That's my commitment. It's a different energy. And so to me, entrepreneurship is an exercise, an exercise in strengthening your word with yourself. And so I want you to just to take some inventory and just notice what's coming up within you, within you right now of where your word, like you didn't honor your word. 
And this is something as if you can be, the more honest you can be, the more useful this information will be to you. When I started, when I first read the book, The Four Agreements, I was like, oh yeah, like I, I would never say anything that would hurt anyone or, you know, I would never say anything that wasn't true, but where my word was, was weak was like, I'm going to in the future when I was trying to create something that I didn't have yet. Like, it would be nice to, I would say things like that to protect myself, kind of like that um, 80% thing that we were talking about last call was like, I didn't want to make a solid commitment of effort or energy because I wanted to hold some, some things back to protect myself. That wasn't honoring my word. That wasn't commitment. That was like ego trying to protect itself, right? And so part of our work is to clean up the words we say and the commitments we make both publicly and privately to ourselves. And in fact, I think it's more important to honor what you do privately um, because like Tony Robbins says, we get rewarded for what we practice in private. We get rewarded in public for what we practice in private. And so our word is something that we are always privy to, right? The thoughts we have, the thoughts we speak to other people. Um, I know that Colette, you've been sharing like that speaking things into existence has been huge for you because it's just a different way of thinking about our word, right? Like speaking it out into the world when you're in integrity with it is super powerful because everyone is believing with you. And that's the other thing that's cool about when you, when you have self-leadership, other people enroll in the vision your clients, your family, your loved ones, they enroll in the vision too, because they feel the integrity that you are in when you speak. Like if you think about the integrity of a building, right? We want it to be an integrity or else it's going to fall. <laughs> Same thing is true with your business, right? And so to me, our word is what bridges the gap between the unseen and the seen. That is the beginning of, of creation. And so part of our work is to activate in us a solid commitment and belief in our words, and also having the discernment to know when you're not quite ready to speak something into into existence. Um, when, when I was getting ready for this, I, you know, like my mind likes to offer me things about not being, being good enough, right? And so one of the things that I've had to work on is, um, I don't even know when this was, like six months ago, a year ago, I was like, I'm going to go live every day. That's something that I thought I was going to do. And with with my life, I was not ready to really make that commitment. And so I stopped like a few weeks in, I, I, I can't remember how many days I got. I think I got like 21 days, three weeks, 21 days out of the year. And I think my babies were sick. And then, yeah, I, I think that's what it was. I think we had a stomach bug or something. And I was like, I can't go live today. Like it's not going to happen. When I spoke those things, like I'm going to go live every day. I really wasn't committed because I hadn't gone all through the scenarios where I would have to honor my word, like my baby's puking. I'm pretty sure that's when I ended it. And I, that was something that really called me to this place where like, I need to work on my relationship with my word because I had publicly said that I was going to go live. And this is the stuff that we have to clean up because for me, that was not an integrity. I, it wasn't integrity to say that and to commit that because I, I had this circumstance, right? Circumstantial power that removed all my ability to honor my word because I didn't have that strong relationship. And so what I have had to do is actually say less about what I'm going to do to myself and to other people. And when I say something, it has to mean something because that's where personal power resides. And that's how, that's when things get fun. When we can honor our word, like I'm going to wake up and, you know, 
do the laundry and do my workout and meditate and journal. And I actually do those things. And then I have a history of predictably doing those things. My word means something. So then once my word means something, then when I say I'm going to sign a client, there's a lot of power behind those words. There's a lot of integrity in those words. And we actually honor that and take the action and do the things that are going to create that. And so for me, part of this has been like everything. It's like a moment to moment um, practice, a day-to-day practice. What words am I speaking? What words am I committing to? What words do I need to stop, stop saying, right? For me, when I was um, a new entrepreneur, I used to say like, I'm gonna have my six figure year. Like that was something, there was a goal. I think a lot of people have that goal when they start out coaching. Like I'm gonna have my six figure year. In the first year I said that, I remember writing it in my journal. I told my husband and then things got hard and I, like my babies were young and I let circumstances totally wipe that away. And I kind of like justified it. Like, well, next year, like when it, when it's right, like I trust it. And what I didn't realize is that I had been misusing my word to commit to something. I stopped being committed halfway through the year when I, it, I looked at the math and it didn't work. Right. I was like, ah, I don't know how it's going to happen. So maybe next year. And that was breaking my word. And what that did is, and I'm saying this with a lot of compassion for my past self, but also to hopefully show something in you, right? This program is about you. This isn't about my life story. I'm using it as an example to shine a light on where this shows up. What I started to do is like, I stopped saying I was going to have a six figure year because I was kept breaking my word with myself for two years in a row. And so what I did was I just started calibrating and using words to speak to things that could be true and things I could commit to like, I'm going to do my best and let that be enough. I'm going to, you know, post every day. That was one of the things that I used to do is like, I'm going to post every day on Instagram. I'm going to have a weekly email, things like that. Things that I could, I could commit to and use my word to be an integrity instead of, instead of misusing my word. And then as I've gotten stronger with my word and have a history, even though I've fallen short, obviously I just told you the story about um, the live thing. This is a work in constant work in progress, I think, for us in our lifetime. As we get stronger with our word, we can take on bigger and bigger commitments. And I think one of the things that um, it's almost like a bottleneck, right? Like we become our own bottleneck with our word. What are we capable of holding? Because if you have a big vision, that probably includes other people. You have our word matters between, that's how we communicate with other, other humans, other people, our clients, our employees, our spouses, our kids, our loved ones, everyone. That's how we communicate. And so the stronger your word is with yourself, the stronger your word is with others. And that's how a vision can be created. And so part of our, our work is to witness, like, there's going to be times when we have to be so strong in our commitment that we do things, even if they don't feel good. And um, there's this the word alignment is, is kind of interesting because sometimes what's in alignment is doing something that makes you very uncomfortable. Like I remember when getting on my Instagram stories felt super uncomfortable, but I knew it was in alignment. If I wanted a, you know, a person to hire me from Instagram, me talking about my offers on Instagram was in alignment with what I wanted. It didn't feel good, but it doesn't mean it wasn't in alignment with what I wanted. Right. Sometimes it's going to be like joining I don't know, masterminds or going to events or changing your prices or selling more or whatever. There's an infinite number of how this, how this can show up for you, but it's always evaluating, is this action in alignment with what I want? I don't necessarily have to feel good to do it. Instead of waiting to feel good, 
to, to be your word, to be your commitment. It's a no matter what energy. It's a very masculine type of energy. Like I'm here until it works. I'm doing this no matter what. And so like Disney, right? The word resilience is what comes to mind. He went to the bank 300 times. He has the, he has a vision. It's in the quantum field. It's in pure potentiality. He knows that he wants to be a match for it. And he has to get 300 no's before he can actually create it in real, the real life. Right. I think this is a great metaphor for what happens in our business. Right. We say we want this amazing coaching business. We, we say we want to bring this this vision to life. And then what shows up are the things that we don't want. Right. The no's, the crickets where nothing seems to be happening, the fear and doubt that maybe you just internalize and you, you're just kind of in your room silently suffering. Nothing's really happening on the outside. It's all in your head. Right. This this is what shows up. Maybe you. Um, Maybe, I mean, I don't even know. There's so many different ways that this, this refinement has to show up for us so that we become our word, right? When we get challenged, when things don't go as well as we want them to, or things don't happen as fast as we want them to, the sequence, right? The human sequence, it can be easy to think that it's not meant for you or that it's not going to happen. But what I want to kind of... Um, speak to is this idea of personal power through the sequence. Last, last call, we talked about the unfolding sequence of our life and our business. And then if we focus on one failure, or one thing not working or one doubt, let's say you have one, this one little doubt that keeps showing up. It's like, I don't know if this is going to work. I keep having this thought. It's not going to work. That's your chance to be your word where you're like, I am here until this works. It's going to work. Eventually I'm going to play out this sequence and give my all and then it, I'll see what happens and I'll extract the wisdom and then I'll play out another sequence, right? The only people that really give up are, or that the only entrepreneurs that fail are the ones that either give up their dream or they go their whole life trying and then they die. <laughs> Most people never get to that spot, right? Most people don't give their all their entire life and fail. Most of the time they, they keep going until it works. Like that's, the, that's the secret. Um, I remember distinctly, I don't know, a lot of you guys probably know on this call, um, Jody Moore, her podcast, when I was a new entrepreneur, I had found, um, her podcast. And I remember her saying something like, I just knew that if I kept going, eventually it would work. And that struck a chord with me because I was like, that's the secret to all my favorite people, all the gurus, all the mentors, all the coaches that made it, they literally just kept going until it worked. So in theory, that sounds great, right? It sounds great to have personal power until it works. But then when we personalize it and we get in our own businesses, when nothing's happening, when, you know, there's a lot of doubt, when you have to wait for people to get back to you, or when you've been selling like crazy and no one's buying, it's a lot harder to believe that that is true then. And that's why I really like the idea of the sequence unfolding, right? It's just this sequence that's not working. It doesn't mean the ultimate sequence, you don't get what you want or you don't create what you want. It's you're being guided, you're getting the insight, you're becoming the person that can hold the ultimate vision that you wanna bring forth. And so that's, to me, like it's like in the day-to-day -day where personal power really matters. Cause it's easy in theory. It's easy when you're you know in the chair, listening to the speaker, believing that. Um, it's a lot harder when you're at your desk, like, okay, I don't know where my next client is coming from. Do I have the guts to believe that this is working? And this is why I think um, some people like the visionary type, some people think they're crazy, right? Like some people don't believe because it's really hard to believe. Like I think about Walt Disney, that story of him going back to the bank 
over and over and over and over and over and over again. When I'm, I mean, I just assume, like, I can just imagine the conversations the bankers are having. Like, you want to do what? Like, are you sure? Like, are you the person for the job? Right. All his, all his mind chatter, I'm sure was, was shown to him through other people. And maybe you've had the experience. Maybe you haven't. Like, I've never really gotten like direct. You can't do this, Amber. It's more like, okay, well, we'll see how it goes. Like, don't get your hopes up too high. That's kind of the, the verbiage that I get. We all have our own version of this. And in that moment, we get to decide what we do and what we, what we believe, because belief is a choice. Um, in fact, the, the definition that I like of belief is like just a thought you choose to think over and over again. Um, and to me, we get the circumstances in our life and the situations that we create over and over again to develop the beliefs that we want that are in alignment with the vision that we have. And so all of this is coming together. It's like, what is your relationship with your word? What, how would you describe your personal power? And when have you seen it? Because um, I bet all of you guys have stories where you, there was something in you that like ignited when you needed it. And sometimes in business, we're like afraid to go there because it feels intense. And so I don't think it's something that we always have to do because <laughs> that would burn us out. But I do think there's moments where we can summon it to get what we need to get done out into the world. Like um, maybe it's, you know, you really don't want to post and you've summoned the like, courage to do it. Maybe it's raising your prices and you're really afraid to have a boundary conversation with a client for renewal, but you summon your personal power and you hold yourself in a place in that conversation that feels good to you and you speak what you needed to speak. There's lots of ways that this is going to show up, but I, like I said, I want you to be just noticing what's coming up in you and your relationship with your, your word, your relationship with your commitment up to this point. And what's cool, what I love about all of this work is moment to moment, we have a fresh start, right? And so when we look at the past, if we're not... I think, I think the past can be looked at a few different ways, but one of the things that I think is beautiful about the past is we get to decide what we make it mean, right? So even if you're looking at your history and you're witnessing, okay, like there's a few places that my word has fallen short and I want to clean that up. We can do that with so much grace and, grace and compassion and still witness that that brought you to this moment. And it was perfect because it brought you here and it's giving you the insight and the wisdom that you need for what's next. And um, there's no point in judging it as like evil or bad, or like you fell short. It's like, what can I use from my, from my past to serve me now? Um, because I think that that can help you inform what's next. Like one of the things that I think is valuable is like tracking, for example, like what worked, what didn't, what am I going to do differently? What's something that I can take and use that will make my future better? Well, we can only do that if we look at the past with not the past with non-judgment, right? We can only do that if we witness what was great, um, what wasn't great, without like making it mean anything. We're just looking for intelligence from it. That's what I have found helpful when I review my past and look at what have I created because you've all been creating stuff, right? Your actions and your thoughts and your feelings and your the vibration and the energy that you've brought to your life has created what you have. It's been in perfect alignment with what you have up to this point. And I think that's the, the game of life, right? We're looking what we have, we're analyzing it based on what we experience. We get contrast and we get to choose what we want to create next. In that game, it can be a downward spiral with judgment and shame and like, it's not good enough. Or we can look and be like, oh, it's interesting. Like I've created a business where I'm not taking as much action and I'm not getting the results I want. 
if I look at it with enough honesty and truth, I know it needs to change. Summoning your personal power and then taking action and trying is going to create a totally different result if you do it long enough, right? And so to me, this whole experience about personal power is about staying in the game long enough to either get the intelligence that you need to make changes or to get the result that you want, right? We either get the lesson or the result that we want. And so it's, it's, a, it's really a game about staying in it long enough to get there. I think that it's easy to justify, you know, like I, like we kind of talked about people abandoning the dream, abandoning the original vision because it gets hard. And that's the moment that you get to decide to have personal power, to lead yourself through it and to choose really consciously who you want to be, right? It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be like feeling great. <laughs> um, like we talked about, it's not always going to feel great, but you can choose determination or perseverance or resilience to get you through the hard times until you create what you want. And it's not to say like, all of this is going to be hard. I think that, that can feel really doomy and gloomy. There's a lot of joy and amazing things along the way too. I don't think personal power is needed when we have the circumstances that are great, right? We can enjoy, we can allow, we can receive in those times. Personal power is really when things hit the fan, you know what I'm saying? That's when personal power is needed, when it doesn't look like it's working, when you want to pull the plug, when you have doubt creep in, you have a choice. And that choice, your, your divine agency, like that's it's such a gift. We have a choice on what we're going to do in that moment and what we're going to choose to believe and think. And so part of our work, and, and hopefully you guys have some sort of practice of activating and summoning the emotions and the experiences that you want to have and practice it. Like we talked about, like I sit on this chair and I practice feeling free and unlimited and grateful. Mm -hmm. There's nothing happening in my office. Like there's nothing happening here that makes me feel that way. But when I go within, it's, it's available. And so to me, that's where I, I've developed this kind of that, that meshed relationship where sometimes I'm recording a podcast or talking about my programs or, you know, sending an email, even when I don't necessarily feel good, I'm, I'm really activating my personal power. And in that same day, I also practice gratitude earlier so that I can really combine both. I think that that's a beautiful way to live because then I'm not making my business responsible for how I feel. I can create that within myself. I don't make my response, my business responsible for anything, right? I'm the creator of it. And so I activate the things we talked about, like resilience here until it works because I want to create my business no matter what. And so I just want you to pay attention to like, what insight have you gotten from this call so far? What things are coming to you or about halfway through today? And because all of this is cool, I mean, it's cool to talk about personal power, but what does this actually mean to you? What does it mean to you to have personal power? When have you had personal power? Where can you strengthen your word with yourself? Um, one of the things that we've done, we did a few months back in the matrix was um, talking about our, like a document or a declaration of who we want to be. And I think that's a, a really useful tool to talk about if it aligns with you. One of the things that, um, all tools are circumstantial, right? Like some people feel great meditating and some people don't. That's just a tool. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, can it be useful to you? And so I'm going to speak a little bit about the document again, just because we started that conversation a while ago. Um, but if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. You don't have to force it to work for you. But what I found helpful is like a personal declaration of who I am and what I'm creating and who I, who I want to be. That's part of my word. I'm speaking myself into existence every day. 
of who I want to be. And there's a really great book that I've mentioned a few times. It's called The Ultimate Coach. Um, and it's about Steve Hardison, the man, but it's about lots of principles. And one of the things that they talk about in the book is this idea of having a document that you speak out loud to yourself. Um, and this is one of those things, like I, when I first did it, it felt, <laughs> I was like, this is, I don't know about this. <laughs> but the more I did it, the more I realized like this, I'm listening, right? Like I'm listening to myself speak about myself. And that helped me strengthen my word with myself. And so I think if, if it resonates with you, what kind of declarations do you want to make? And what kinds of things do you want to speak into existence for yourself? Um, and this isn't something that's just going to like strike you like lightning. Like it's something you have to spend time with. Like sometimes I'll get feedback that like, I'm, I could never say it the way that you say it, or I wouldn't articulate it the, the way that you did. And I'm like, that's okay. How do you want to articulate it? Like I found words that make or that mean something to me, what words mean something to you? And this is where that principle of keeping your blinders on is so important. You have to know what you actually want. And hopefully you've been spending time with that. We talked, that was like something I said in the first call is like, you have to know what you want and then focus your attention on that and then speak it, speak yourself, speak your actions, speak what you want into existence over time and not get distracted with like, is this a good enough desire? Like, should I want what that person, should I say what they say? Like, it's really about you and you. And that can only happen through time and attention. Um, one of my favorite people, Steve Chandler, you guys know I, I love him. He talks about this concept of like, the only thing that separates like a novice from a genius is time and attention. Well, if you want to be a genius within yourself, right? Like the, having the personal power, how much time and attention truly are you spending with yourself? Like getting to know yourself, speaking who you are into existence, taking quiet time, not just like journaling. Like I love journaling, but like, I mean, really like listening to the thoughts. And I think for a lot of coaches, like we've done, we've done this work. We've started to like open the door a little bit and looked at what's inside. <laughs> right. Some of our clients live there, especially if you work with people who are new to this work, they're like mind blown about opening the door. They're like, oh my gosh, like look what's back there. <laughs> And if we can look without judgment, we can become intimate with ourselves and then we can know what we actually want. That was one of the biggest things that I guess the biggest work I've done is like being honest about what I wanted and risking the disappointment of not having it. Right. That got that got intimate with myself of like admitting that I was actually like ambitious and wanted something more for my life because it was so easy to just tuck that away and just be grateful for what I have but that wasn't being honest with myself. And so there's, there's that version of whatever it is for you, for you avail like available in this program, if you're willing to open the door and look, not just in this program, just in life. When you start to you know, have a document or spend time in a chair, summoning the feelings you want, or just being still, like just sitting with yourself. One of the things that I like to do is just have like a blank sheet of paper and I just sit, no podcast, no music, no kids which is hard. <laughs> and I just carve out time and attention for myself because the more I can know myself, the more one, I can know what I want. I can keep reiterating what I want, which is part of our life. And two, I can also notice where my word has fallen short, where I haven't honored my word, where I have honored my word and, and celebrate that and witness that. And that it's like a ebb and flow relationship of time where I'm spending time and attention with what I want. I'm noticing where I've fallen short. I'm witnessing where I've done great. 
And then it's kind of like fresh start. Like, do you still want that? Okay. You've achieved that. Now what? Like it's, it's a constant unfolding because our life is not stagnant and your relationship with yourself isn't stagnant. Personal power isn't stagnant. It's, it's alive. And so for me, sometimes, um, like when things like, uh, I'll never forget, like I said, listen to this about you, but like my, my kids had the, the stomach bug, all three of them, it was awful. <laughs> and I remember like summoning something bigger than me to do the work. I was exhausted. And I fear mom, you probably have stories of or personal power. Like, it's like, where did this come from? You know, it's like, there's something in us that we can extract if we're willing to go there. And the same is true in your business. There's another level that all of you can play at, me too, me included, right? There, we know that we're capable of a lot more than we're showing sometimes. And what ignites that can be a problem or it can be self, the word that came was like self-inflicted. <laughs> I don't want to say self-inflicted, like we're summoned from within, right? We don't have to wait for something bad to happen to summon it. It can be from pure desire. It can be just because you want to. And to me, that's where pure creation can happen. And that's my hope for all of you guys in this program is where you're tapped into something because you want it. Not, you didn't have to summon personal power because you hit rock bottom, right? You summon personal power out of a desire to create something. There's a lot of fun there. Um, and there's a lot of, I guess, freedom to create what you want there. Not because you need to. We talked about the human has needs, but if you can create from desire of possibility, that's a different experience. Personal power is required in both, right? Personal power isn't something that only exists in the field of predictability. It exists in possibility too. So even if you're trying to create something that maybe hasn't been created before, you have no idea how, you can have the certainty within yourself. And that's kind of the conversation we had last call, which was like uncertainty, certainty. I can have certainty with myself, even if my business is uncertain, even if I have no idea who's going to hire me at that new price, even if I have no idea who's going to respond to my emails or want to join this new program I'm launching or whatever version of it is for you, you can have certainty that I'm here no matter what. I'm going to try my best. This is, these are all activations of personal power, right? I'm going to try my best. I'm going to, I'm going to have my own bath, even if I fail. I'm not going to make it mean anything. I'm not going to pull the plug before it's over. I'm here until it works. And if I'll either get the result I want or the lesson I needed, and I'm good with both. And I'm going to walk forward. To me, that's personal power. And so I just- Hey, Amber, Amber, I have a- I have a thought about that. That's really interesting because I wrote down earlier, I'm here till it works. I mean, I've heard this, yeah. you know, about times, like I'm here till it works. And it was so interesting because I was like, that doesn't really feel right. And I crossed out the word till, and I wrote the word as mm, I'm here as it works. Yes. And I feel like what you're talking about with this second part of speaking something, yeah. does that make sense? And so it's like, it's not even this destination. It is working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just like how you how you paired those together, and it just it just seemed like that changed it. Yeah, I love that, and that's what I love about language and, and words, right? Like that feels different here as it works. Another way that I have described it is like it's working. It hasn't worked yet, but it is working. And that's the sequence, right? Or like here as it works. I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Colette. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that I know you do your work, Colette, too. So I, I, like to me, it's like when you get intimate and do the work, you get insights like that. Like this word feels better for me. So I'm here as it works. 
And that's really cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're almost done. So I want to open it up for to answer any questions or um, kind of work through anything that's coming up because to me, personal power is just that personal, right? <laughs> like it's not like how I experience it is going to be how you experience it. And our circumstances are all very different on this call. And so I want to just open up if there's any questions or things that you want to work through that came up on our call today. Um, I just want to open up for like a little bit of hot seat stuff. Anyone have any questions or coaching? Just anything that came up during today's call. Hey, Amber. Hey, Annette, how are you? Um, so as you were talking about the, um, I mean, I've heard that a lot about keeping your word to yourself. You talk about that a lot. Um, it's not like a totally new concept, but as yeah. I was thinking, um, I have always like said that I'm not good with like schedules and calendars and things like that. And, um, and I've heard other coaches say like, yeah, some people like, you know, like Brooke has her Monday hour one and that's just like, you do everything. And to me, I've always been like, no, <laughs> that's not, that doesn't work for me. Right. And I'm like, I kind of just need more flexibility. I need, you know, things like that anyway. And so um, then I've heard other coaches say like, yeah, that's just not my style. Like it's not my, but so to me, I'm like, is it that I'm not good at keeping my word to myself or is that like, okay, that I'm <laughs> like a schedule? Cause I feel like if, like, yeah, I could see that if I made out a calendar for my week and for my day and I stuck to it, I would be super productive. But again, it's like, am I just being like, well, I don't really feel like that or I'm not in the zone for that right now. So I'll do that later or whatever. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that of like, you know, I know you can't, it's hard to just label yourself like I'm this way or in that way. But yeah, like to me, I'm like, okay, is that just because I'm not good at keeping my word to myself? Yeah, that's interesting. I kind of went through a similar conundrum because I don't, I don't do Monday hour one. Um, yeah. And I have a, I have a calendar. This was on my calendar, this call. But if you looked at my calendars, there's a lot of white space and like scheduled calls. That's pretty much all I, I do for my calendar. But that came from like some, some of exactly what you're talking about. Like asking myself, am I not keeping a calendar because I'm actually not honoring my word or does it actually just feel restrictive to my soul? <laughs> yeah. For me, I explored like when I see my calendar, like dun, 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 like, I don't, I don't like it. And I actually end up like not even doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I guess it was like how that, yeah. yeah. And it made me break my word. That's what, that's what was not the result I wanted. Right. Like I would look at my calendar and it would be like, you know, block 30 minute blocks or whatever. And it'd be like, do the dishes, like stuff like that. Right. If it was all blocked out and then I'd be like, I don't want to do the dishes right now. I'm going to, I'm going to like go work out right now. And I would break my word, the things that I said. And so by not speaking my word, I'm an I get felt like more integrity to me. So that's how I evaluated my relationship with my calendar is what helps me keep my word. Does that make sense? And so maybe it's like, you are just, it's like an evolution of keeping your word and how do you want to use your calendar to help you keep your word? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Cause I think I just kind of bagged it. I'm like, yeah, that's just not my thing, but I could also see like, yeah, it could be very helpful in some ways. And like, obviously, yeah, like client calls and things like yeah. that, or, you know, that's like, yeah, yeah 
course you follow through. <laughs> so like so, you said, it, it's more a personal thing, like what you're going to. Totally. So my question yeah. for you is where are, you don't have to answer. This is going to be kind of like a pointed question, kind of spicy, <laughs> but where are you breaking your word right now? Yeah. And I would just sit with that question because if you're putting things on your calendar, like, I don't know what anything, and then you look at it and you're like, I'm not going to do that. You keep breaking your word. And then it's not even about the calendar. It's about your word with yourself, your relationship with yourself. And if you can clean that up, I think that your the system or the action will take care of itself. You will, you will develop your own system that helps you keep your word. Yeah. I like that. That's a good, that's a great question to just, I don't know, kind of filter out like what, because I know that it's okay. They don't have to start being like, you know, they got a schedule every hour of the day or whatever, but, um, but yeah, to just, like you said, be honest with myself of like where, this really is coming into play and where is it also just like, it's okay. Like, but that's okay. Yeah. That's really helpful. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> it's always um, a balance. <laughs> okay. Anyone else have something that they want to bring? I'm leaving space for everybody, but I'm going to jump in. But take up the space. It's okay. You are here and you have something. <laughs> and everyone benefits. Always. So last time, um, something you said really, really helped me when you were saying that I can choose certainty for myself while I'm experiencing uncertainty in my circumstances. Yeah. And I had... Um, mentioned that I, I have a launch coming up and really I have been working in my belief, you know, eight clients. And then I, I bumped it up to 18, not because I want 18, but because of future, you know, over, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, over like overselling and all that stuff. And so I have felt really good about that, actually a lot more peace and just kind of groundedness. And then as the day gets closer to August 1st, I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, what if it doesn't work? And so I like what you, that's really the thought is like, what if it doesn't work? And this idea of choosing certainty for myself, rather than trying to like gain certainty in this circumstance that I have just grabbed out of thin air, this goal, right. That I have just created out of thin air. And so, um, that is, is really helpful. Um, but I would love, you know, just to, to continue to talk about that a little yeah. bit, if that's okay. So, so what, when you think, cause this is something that I, I love about time, right. It's easy to believe it'll be in the future. Like I know I'll be a millionaire in one day. It's like, but what about this year? Like, what are you doing this year? It's like, Ooh, what are you doing these next three months? Right. It, it makes it more real, which shows us our real mind. And so right. as you get closer, it's just your thought, the thoughts are like rising to the surface. And so what yeah. does certainty within yourself mean to you? Like, what does that actually mean to you? Um, I really like to delineating the two, like, like defining them as, as separate, because I did realize that certainty within myself is, um, I know that I'm a good coach. Yeah. I know that I can help my clients get results that I am offering. I know I can help them in the time period mm -hmm. that I am offering. I feel really confident in, um, 
I also feel confident in their ability to create that for themselves. Yes. Like I like 100%. I'm like, I know if you just do this, like it's going to happen for you because you're an amazing person and you know, whatever, like in my head, I just know that they are so capable of that. Um, I also know that the certainty is I have put everything in place to like all the technical parts, all the administrative parts, like, Mm -hmm. like they're, they're all ready. They are good. And somebody even asked me like, Oh, are you going to text people? You know? And I was like, no, I'm not like, I have a plan and I'm very certain in like, we're going to do this plan. Yep. Is that, and we're going to see how, how it goes, yeah. you know, and then we'll make adjustments and, and all of that. But no, we're, this is the plan. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm not certain the plan will work. We don't know that yet. We can't know that yet, but you, you are certain you will execute the plan. Yes. That, and, and I know that it's a good stab at, yeah. I, I know we're making a good stab at it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So this is what I want to challenge you on and all of you okay. guys for all of us. What do you believe about people in their power? What do you believe about the clients that are going to read your emails? Um, yeah, I probably am still believing things like uh, they're going to think it's expensive. Yeah. So or you they, can just put like, so that's just like a thought your brain's going to offer you, right? Like yeah. it's expensive, mm-hmm. but like, what if your best clients love the price? So what if you really believe that? They actually kind of like, I want this person. Yeah. Like I, I want the person that is willing to see themselves at this price or more. And so it's not even like I want someone who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, I want them to be this person. It's like, yeah. Yeah. This is worth it. I'm worth it. I have the money to pay for it. Yep. Yes, I do want that person. Because then it's like you're also you're believing in your action, but you're also believing in how your action is received which is a beautiful thing. Cause like, they're going to feel, feel that like she believes in me. She sees me at this level because that's the thoughts you're thinking, right? My, my best clients are at this level. My best clients want this offer at this price. They know how to take action. My best client, like one of the things that I say to myself is like clients come from places known and unknown because they know their power. They know how to get what they want. And so it's like, you're just putting out a little plate, like, Hey, I know you're a very powerful person. I can help you. Do you want this? And you trust them to come and get it, you know? Yeah. And so what's your call to action for your emails? Is it right now? It will be. So I'm a, I have a start and stop. Yeah. um, Open coaching time. And so everything right now is, is leading them to August 1st is when enrollment opens. Are you already talking about it? Oh yeah. We've been talking, I've been talking about it for like three months. Cool. So there yeah. it's like this build up. Yeah. Like I have 50 emails. I have all the calls to yeah. action. I have all of that, like leading up to it. And then, um, August 1st, they fill out an application and really the only filter on that is whether or not they can pay. Yep. So they won't, they don't get a consult if okay. they check that they like, they can't make the first deposit. Does that make sense? 
And so there's that. And then I will have, during that time, I will have um, two weeks of consults. So if they pass that, they can get into a, into my calendar and book a consult. And then we're done August 12th. Cool. Like that's it. <laughs> so, so they have to pay August 16th. Yeah. So like you might have a belief that you practice, right? Activate, practice. Like my clients know their power and they take fast action or something like that. So that I'm... Okay. Um, like you just know we're all good to go. I believe in your ability to take fast action. I believe in my ability to execute my plan. Um, and we move together. Okay. okay. That actually is really helpful. I do have that belief in my clients and it's growing and, and things like that, but having you say that so clearly. Yeah. I think that's and really helpful because we speak things into existence. Right. So one of the things that I tell myself is like my best clients reach out to me about coaching. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that true because I believe if they know what they want, they know what I do, they'll text me or they'll DM me about it. And that's been true. So because I spoke it into existence, I create that opportunity, right? And so the same thing is true for you. When you speak, my best clients are ready and able to pay me. They want to, and they take fast action. And I'm speaking that till August 12th. Okay. That is really helpful. Thank you. I'm going to make a post. I have a variety or a (laughs) Or an hourly reminder on my phone. (laughs) I love it. But like, that's what I mean by like summoning it. Like we don't, it's not just going to hit you. Like you have to do the work to summon it. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. for you. It's so close. What is it's July 13th. So in a month, you're going to know. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't work? That's, that's it. And then that's when you get, when your brain offers you that you have like a comeback. No, I know my best clients. They do take fast action. I know how to execute a plan and I'm executing it. I've been trained by the best and this plan works. I know what I'm doing. I know what I offer. I know my offer is amazing. Like you have to like rewrite the words that come in. Mm-hmm. What you're doing. This is helpful. I'm going to, I'm going to read, watch this and write it down. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Colette. Okay. Anyone else before we end for today? Anyone else have a question or coaching? I think the chat's open. Okay. I'm a chance. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to meet next week. So if you have a question, you can ask me next week. It's okay. <laughs> Any final thoughts or questions coaching for today? All right, you guys, then I will let you go. Um, our next call is on Monday at 11. Keep speaking things into existence. Use your word. Um, some some resources that I appreciate. There's a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shin. Um, some of it, I didn't totally resonate, but some of it I really did. Like one of the things that she says is if you're praying for rain, are you digging ditches? And I, I think about that all the time. And so one of the things that I do sometimes, I kind of forgot to talk about this, is like when I speak my word, I usually try to take an action that honors that. Like, cause I, I think that faith is represented with action, right? So like an example of this is when I'm trying to call in a new client or make room for a client, I put them in my calendar. I'm like, this is when they're, we're going to meet, right? I put like a little space that says new client. And it's, I put it in gold and it feels really good. And I look at it 
And to me, that's like digging my ditch. You know, if I'm going to pray for rain, I'm digging my ditch. Where do, where does this new client go or what? Like the first thing I did when I, for quantum play, when I knew I wanted to teach this stuff, I put it in my calendar. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to teach, but it's going here. And I didn't even talk about it, but it was in my calendar. I knew it was coming. And so that's one way, Annette, kind of interesting about the calendar. Like that's how I use my calendar. I don't do other things, but this is how I dig my ditch. And so think about what that, what does that mean for you right now in your business? What does digging your, if you're going to pray for rain, what does digging your ditch look like? Maybe it's, you know, carving out time in your calendar. Maybe it's, you know, really cleaning up the way that you've used your word up to this point and using it differently to create what you want. Either way, honor what's coming up for you. Apply this for yourself. Don't just, I mean, it's cool that Colette has her own system and Annette is working on her system and I have my system, but like, what's yours? What's your version of this? Because that's where the gold is. It's not doing it right. It's doing it in a way that works for you. So that's my challenge for you. Go dig your ditches, use your word. And I will see you next Monday for day four. Okay. Bye you guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the coaching matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.